Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Group 1 racing from Caulfield this weekend. The Memsey headlines a fantastic 10-race card. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the meeting. Just the man to do that from thepuntingbaron.com.au, Shane Matthews. He joins me now. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, excellent. Or what did I see someone call you the other day? King of the Valley. King of the Valley. <laughs> um, did they? Yeah, I never uh, haven't always been that key on Moody Valley, but gee, it's been uh, pretty kind to us over the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Absolutely. Now that was for the listeners and that that tuned in last week. I'll just try and bring it up here, but it was a fair set. Yeah, we did no, well. Uh, we did well. I mean, though, it's easy to find, I dare say. Uh, don't want to pump our tyres up too much, but uh, yeah, inhibitions, which was the best bet, it was pretty easy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I brought them up. Yeah, Interpretation. Future history wins. Friend the Cornella. Cornella. I think we got Acro another Mantula. Ac- Acro Mantula. It won quite easily, and I think yes. we got another Cornella. Did we earlier on in the day? No, that might have been on the. That would have been on the website, not on the podcast. So, Hennessy Lad and Legend of Dubai. That's right, and uh, and then and then the one where I thought we were going to have a real finish that looked like it was going to win was Super Super Arti well, in the last. Yeah, well, we had Maximilius and Super Arti, and obviously something went amiss with Maximilius because he got beat by. Yeah, I don't think he even completed the course, but yeah, Super Arti tracked up behind Najem Sahail and. Uh, Looked in, uh, yeah, it looked like it was just going to go straight past it, really. And Najem uh, Sahail, they kicked into another gear and won quite comfortably. Actually, funny story, I was at the football um, Hawthorne Fremantle uh, on Saturday afternoon and a, a mate who subscribes to the punting bar, and he'd taken it all up. And he had Maximilius as his last leg and he oh. sent me a message and he said, how confident are you, Maximilius? And I'm like, I'm confident, but the way the track's starting to play, I'm very, very worried about Najem Sahail. Uh, and he sent me a message back saying, thanks for that, I cashed out. <laughs> so he was quite happy. Uh, so I think he had three, I think he had three or four legs. And that was the final leg. And, uh, yeah, I always say sometimes you can be a bit gutless cashing out. But in that, in that uh, retrospect, he did quite well for himself because, yeah, it would have been a pretty sobering way to go out given Maximilius didn't even finish. No, no, and I think I'm another bloke, aka me, who texted you and said I'm all in on Super Rasty and Maximilian <laughs> in the lucky last, and I'm watching it going, oh gee, this is looking yeah. likely, but anyway. It was looking very kind on the corner, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, just didn't quite finish it off. Bit of race fitness, I think, kicked in for now, Jim Sahail, but in for another good campaign, Super Rasty. Uh, he's uh, certainly racing well. But anyway, very good results last week. So just to bring you back to earth, Caulfield, how's your record there? Uh, I tell you, I think we, I think I shared a text with you during the week. I reckon since Moody Valley's come back, I think they both came back around the same time. Since Moody Valley's come back, I think my strike rate's, you know, relative, probably going at about sixty or seventy percent. I think at Caulfield, I think I've had one winner about the four meetings since they've been back, and it was St Lawrence, and it was odds odds. So, yes, it's been a bit of a graveyard, Caulfield. Uh, so. That's probably a bit of a warning to listen. Well, I don't know. You can look at it two ways, aren't you? Uh, can't you? Means I'm either Jew or I'm completely cast. <laughs> Caulfield and I aren't meant to be. But uh, in all seriousness, this is an outstanding meeting. Uh, fantastic group one, Menzi. Probably 
one of the better Menzies stakes fields I've seen. Uh, it's uh, it's a top liners at the top of the weights, uh, the top of the page, and quite a bit of depth uh, right through the race. There's some pretty good horses that are going around decent odds in that race. Uh, it's a really strong Memsey, and it's backed up by a really good support card. So, uh, yeah, let's hope uh, that with the good horses coming back, it can translate into a bit of good form at Caulfield on Saturday because it looks a cracking meeting. Uh, it'll be a good one to uh, get back onto the winner's list at the heat. Yep, let's do that. Before we look at those races, what's uh, your thoughts track-wise, conditions-wise? What can we expect, or what's your thoughts on what will unfold? Yeah, so I've um, had, a bit of a, had a bit of a shock coming back from the Gold Coast to Victoria this week. It has been pretty chilly. Um, there has been a little bit of rain about, but the track at the moment is a good four, and uh, most pleasingly, Saturday is shaping up as a perfect day, uh, sunny conditions, no breeze about. Looks ideal conditions. There doesn't look much more rain forecast as we talk Thursday afternoon. Uh, there doesn't look much more rain forecast today or through Friday. So expecting we'll be racing on a good track, rail in the true position. Uh, so we'd expect early in the day up on speed to definitely be an advantage. Uh, and then it may even out a little bit through the day. We have seen that at Caulfield, that as the days progress, uh, Pretty much at every meeting, that's kind of almost been the, the little constant since Caulfield's come back, is as we've got deeper into the meeting, we've seen horses start to get further off the fence. But back into the true position, uh, I think we should see it play proper Caulfield up on speed. Uh, horses near the rail certainly won't be disadvantaged, and uh, let's hope so, because there's a lot of good horses there on Saturday, so let's hope the best and fastest ones get their opportunity to win. Right, let's have a look at a couple of those races on the program. Now, you can subscribe to the Punting Baron dot com dot au. We'll tell you how to do that at the end of the segment. So for all of Shane's selections across Caulfield and any other venue, whether it be a Saturday, a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, whichever days, the team thinks they can find a few winners of the selections up there. We'll tell you how you can do that at the end of the segment. On the show this week, we're going to look at four races, one, eight, nine, and 10. So we'll start at the top of the page, race one, MRC Foundation Caulfield Handicap. This one is over the mile. It's a benchmark 70. What kicks off the day for us? Yeah, a little bit of value here to kick off the day. This is this uh, 10th race. It's not the aspirant this week. It's the uh, Foundation Caulfield Handicap. But uh, it's actually quite a decent race. There's a couple of nice horses here, and I thought there were a couple of double-figure odds uh, that could hopefully get us off to a flying start. In particular, number 10, Acclimatise. Uh, this is a lightly. This, these are the type of horses I don't mind backing in these, these sort of races. This is a lightly raced horse. He's only had the five career starts. He's won two of them. Ironically, the other three he hasn't got near them. So it's either he either wins or doesn't do much at all. But gee, that second up win at Seymour, he didn't do much first up at Bendigo winning the market, but went to Seymour at double figure odds. It was an enormous win. He was back. He peeled wide. He rounded them up, and the horse he beat struck gold. It came out and as a short price favourite on Wednesday at Sandown and ran quite well. Uh, they put a gap on the third horse, but gee, acclimatised. They accounted for that horse quite easily. That horse is, I dare say, frank the form to some extent with each run on Wednesday. Uh, he just looks the horse potentially right on the up here, and I was very surprised and pleasantly surprised when I looked at his odds after doing the form. He was around the 15 to $20 mark. He draws a nice middle gate. Hoping from that gate that Harry Coffey might be able to just hold a position on him. That's the concern is where he gets to on the map because he is a get-back run-on horse. But hopefully from that middle gate, if he can 
hold a spot midfield and he can blend into the race and be close enough coming to the home corner. He certainly looks a horse with a fair bit of upside. And around that $15 mark, stepping up to the mile certainly looks to be no issue. I think he can run well. Uh, the other horse I want to have something on is number 11, Georgie Get Mad. Now, there's no issues with the math here. He's going to um, he's going to roll forward and get up, get up on speed. I thought he was good first up at Caulfield. He just got stuck, tried to go up the inside for a run, got chopped out had to stop and start and come across heels and thought got through the line quite well behind first mate. I think that form is good enough for a race like this. Blake Shin on board, second up. Looks to Matt to probably go forward and lead. If he doesn't lead, he'll probably be outside the leader. Uh, from that position early in the day, with that run under his belt, uh, certainly wouldn't be surprised to see him go on from that first up run. Uh, and give a good sight here. He's come up around the 12 to $13 mark. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of double-figure odds in the first. I think acclimatise is the best horse. Just whether it works out for him is the question. Uh, for that reason, I'm also going to back Georgie Get Mad, who should get the good run-up on speed. Okay, so a equal stake, is that what you said? Equal stake, yeah, two-bet play. Yep. Two-bet play, 10 and 11, acclimatise. Is the 10 and 11 is Georgie Get Mad. Let's go down the page race. Eight. This is the McCafe, 1,100 stakes over 1,100 metres. It's a group three. Uh, good race. This one, early scratching. We know, of course, Bella Nepatina, it will head to Sydney. Yes, that saves a little bit of a conundrum, actually, because uh, she was uh, giving, making me scratch my head a little what to do with her in this race. This is a really good race. A uh, couple close to my heart here, uh, Ashford Street. <laughs> And as four are going around together, gee, Ashford Street's come back well. Uh, just wish he probably found something slightly easier. Uh, his two runs back have been excellent, uh, and he probably might need a bit more rain about to be featuring here. This is a hot race. Very much looking to the, very much looking forward to the return of my girl as four. Uh, look, it was a Nelly campaign, wasn't it? Uh, in the autumn, she, you know, she was targeted for that Oakley Plate first up. She struck a wide, hot Oakley plate. Probably going into a race like that first up, she loomed to win. She just didn't quite finish it off. You could argue she probably should have won the Galaxy second up, and then she was very brave in the quokker over in Western Australia. And three runs were all outstanding at pretty much the highest level. Uh, and even though she didn't win, she certainly didn't disgrace herself. She looks to have come back super. Her recent trial at Stall was... She just... Never came off the bridle. She gave them a donkey looking in the trial and looked to do it very easily. This looks a lovely first up assignment for her from gate three for Mitch Aiken. Good to see him back on board. Uh, I know Joe McNeil rode her a couple of times last preparation. Probably didn't have the best of luck on her. Mitch has got a good record on her. He's ridden her since uh, early on in her career. I just think she jumps here. Midwest probably comes across and leads. And I just think from there, Mitch Aiken can just sort of stalk him behind that horse. Get the trail. If he can come off, if he can come off Midwest's back on her, then she's going to be quite strong late. I think when you look at the race, she's the horse that's really got the potential to go on and be a real top level Group One performer. Uh, like I said, she looks to have come back well. She's raced well here at Caulfield in the past. It looks an ideal race for her. Keen on Aspora. Definitely want to save on number thirteen, Magic Time. Uh, I think this is a good horse. Uh, only had the four career starts. The only defeat came at the end of the preparation in Sydney behind Alentia, who's obviously a very smart horse. Uh, 
But that win two starts back over Paracel was very, very impressive first up in Sydney on a heavy track in the PJ Bell. This horse has only struck a dry track once and was a very good winner on finals day at Flemington. Uh, so she's a very talented mare uh, who we probably haven't seen the best of yet. Her jump outs and trials have been very, very sharp. Uh, if Asflora just potentially finds a little bit of traffic from gate three, if they maybe carp around her and she doesn't get the clear galloping room, then Magic Time's going to be the one out in the middle of the track who can definitely take full advantage of that. I think she's a pretty good mare. Uh, really good race, uh, but really confident too that Asflora comes back and can, and if she runs to her best, I think she, and she gets the luck, I think she'll be winning, uh, but definitely want to be saving on Magic Time, who I think is a pretty smart horse. All right, so that's the thoughts there to the eight. We go to the ninth, and this one, the feature of the day, Stowe Storage, Memsey Stakes. It's over 1,400 metres. It's a Group 1 at Wait for Age. Outstanding line-up assembled here. And we know one, one early scratching is at time of recording in this one. The inevitable comes out. So at this stage, a field of 14, and a pretty good field of 14 it is. Yes, proper race, isn't it? Uh, Mr. Brightside, I wish I win an alligator blood. You could probably argue, along with Animo, they've probably been the four best horses, best performed horses in the country over the last 12 months, probably throwing giga kick as well. Uh, but to have all three of them doing battle here so early in the spring is very exciting. And then the probably, I guess, the run below that, the horses below that, there's certainly plenty of interest there. Probably what's given the race even more interest is the barrier draw. <laughs> Mr. Brightside's come up with the outside gate. Alligator Blood's come up with the second outside gate. I wish I wins come up with barrier one, which just looks just looks awful for it, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, he's going to map probably a fair few horses back on the fence. He's going to need a fair bit of luck. Actually, out of the three, he's probably the worst off, I think, from gate one because Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside Gates 14 and 15, they can probably roll forward from out there. I dare say Williams is probably just going to try and tag across with Tim Clark on Alligator Blood. Mr. Brightside was obviously excellent. First up, uh, winning the PB Lawrence. Alligator Blood's trolled exceptionally well, and I wish I wins looked uh, right on song of jump outs. And the last time we saw him, he was obviously beating Giga Kick, which is pretty outstanding form. So they're, they're obviously the big three C. I'm all a massive pump up. I'm going to back two other horses. <laughs> I am Team Waller here. I think the two horses that he brings down from Sydney are going to run really well. I am an unabashed fan of number 10, Ossipenko. I think he's a serious, serious racehorse. Uh, I loved his return run in the wings up in Sydney behind Fangirl. He had to go a long way back from that wide draw. Uh, he he really was getting through the line late. That's probably the only little concern here. Is he looking for the mile second up that he's had the run over the 1,400? But I thought it was a super return. Um, gate two for Blake, um, Gate two, sorry, for Mark Zara. So he's going to have to try and hold a position. You almost think that Mark, uh, Mark Zara is just going to look to his left and say to Luke Nolan, I'm going to sit outside you and I wish I win. And if he can hold that position one off the fence, perhaps get the brakes and get into the race at the right time. He's going to have a soft run. The dry ground certainly suits him. I really do believe this is a horse that's going to win a Group 1 this preparation, and it could be as early as Saturday. Uh, I think he's a really good horse. He's come up around that 9 to $10 mark in the early markets. I guess my theory, there isn't a lot between those three 
up the top of the page, and they're all around that three forty to five dollar mark. So there's not much edge there. Uh, with a horse like Ossetenko, you're getting double figures. But if he can win on Saturday, you're probably not going to see double figures about him again uh, in the near future. So for that reason, I'm backing him. And I'm also backing the stablemate number 13, Princess Grace. So there seems to be a little bit of a groundswell of support for her. I've seen a few people on social media um, spruiking her chances, and there's been some good market support for her as well. Her three runs in Australia have been... Excellent. Uh, the the first run, first up run back in the autumn behind Zapateo was really good. Uh, she then went to Hawkesbury and overcome a little bit of difficulty in the run to win quite softly. And then the return run behind Fangirl in the wings was excellent. She was over on the inside, which was probably the inferior going on that day. It certainly looked an advantage to be out wider on the track. So her run to just go down in a narrow finish was excellent. She's the one that looks to just get the gun run on the map. From gate three, Blake Shins is going to hold a position. She can take a position on speed. Uh, she's going to get a really soft run. If those horses outside of her have to do a little bit of work, uh, she's going to be right there stalking them, ready to fire. Um, she's got a super record second up. She's four out of four. The dry ground will suit. Uh, I think around the $8 mark, she's primed to run a big race. So just betting away from those big guns up the top, and I think, uh, yeah, I think Chris Wall is going to come down with a bit of an assault here, I hope. And that's a better odds going with Ossipenko and Princess Grace. So 10 and 13, a two-bet play there in the night. Let's have a look at the lucky last. It is race 10 on the program from Caulfield. And this one is the Ned's Super Saturday handicap. It's a benchmark 100 over the 1,400. What are we finishing the day with? Definitely not number 12, Poland. I can tell you that now. We won't be getting this, so you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you took my next question. I was going to say, please don't tell me it's Poland. But okay, no, yep, we, we've, no. we've sorted that. No, it definitely is, actually. There's one I'm really keen on here in the last uh, number 14, Devoted. Quite keen on it first up at Flemington. It was a late scratching that day, and uh, as a result, ran at Caulfield. Uh, a week or a couple of weeks later, resumed at Caulfield. Very good run that day uh, when only just touched off by Amenable. Pretty much carried the same weight as Amenable that day. They went over the line together. Uh, thought it was a really good performance. It was a really good. It was a really good return. She just looks abs- He just looks absolutely pitched in here. Uh, second up, he should take good improvement from that. Draws gate five. There's nice speed in this race. I think they're going to run along at a really good tempo. He matched to sort of stick that sixth or seventh just off them. He should get a nice card into the race. Look, I mean, no disrespect here. I'm not sure Tatum Bull's a jockey you want to be having your last on at the last at Caulfield. But what's pleasing about this is she actually had the ride on Benedetta a few weeks back at Flemington, who was carrying the weight of the nation in the last race. And she certainly performed well there and was able to get it over the line. Uh, so hopefully that's given her a bit of confidence. She rode the horse first up, so that should give her plenty of confidence. But she gets, like after her claim, he gets him with only 50 and a half on his back. Like I said, he draws well, he maps well. A lot of people are giving Amenable a good chance of running a big race in the Memsey. Uh, if Amenable was here, he'd be, he'd be pretty short, I reckon. He'd be probably around the 2 to $3 mark, uh, which is pretty much what the vote is. Um, and Devoted's run was probably equal, only slightly inferior to Amenable. So 
he almost picks himself here, number 14, devoted. Uh, like I said, I think he, he just matched to get the perfect drum. The good speed up front should see the field string out. It should hopefully be a pretty uncomplicated ride for Tatum Paul. And uh, if he goes on from that first up run, then he looks, he looks absolutely primed to win here. And uh, he should be very hard to beat. Race 10, number 14, devoted. Devoted in the lucky last. Are we saving the best for last? We are saving the best for last. Uh, it looks, it just looks absolutely pitched into my eye. Devoted. Uh, it's a long wait, 5:25 on Saturday. Uh, but let's say we're coming. Let's say we're coming home with the goods. We'll make it the best race. Ten number 14. Devoted on an outstanding day at Caulfield. Okay, so that's the best. I'm just going reverse back up the page. So the others that we've got here are race one. A two-horse play here, 10 acclimatise and 11, Georgie Get Mad. In race eight, we've got six, Asfura as the on-top selection. And we can save on the 13, Magic Time. Race nine, it's another two-bet play here, 10, Osipenko and 13, Princess Grace. Best bets, race 10, it's number 14, Devoted. Is that accurate? Bang on. Right, oh, no, we've summed it up there on an outstanding day of racing. As I mentioned before, www.puntingbaron.com.au, the place to go if you wish to subscribe. So uh, Shane's up to the minute, selections, posts, scratchings, time, all up there on the website. Another bet, as I said, for Saturday anyway, around the country and other days along that. So now's a good time for people to jump on board. We're into September, or we will be, by the time we race on, on Saturday. So it's a pretty good time of the year to subscribe and you'll, you'll get plenty of good racing coming up and selections for the, the best time of the year. Yeah, it's probably the best value time of the year to sign up, that's for sure. Uh, we're coming off a really good month in August. Uh, couple of really good days at the Valley, obviously, uh, kick that along. Uh, and obviously, as you said, yeah, the racing from now in Victoria and New South Wales really goes to another level. There's plenty of country couch and good news as well as the regular previews up on the website that uh, get emailed out. We look like we've got the SMS service up and running. We've had a bit of a nightmare with that, a uh, fair few troubleshooting problems. So we'll be looking to relaunch that um, through the month of September. So that'll be focusing on more your country uh, meetings around Victoria, uh, so some midweek meetings and obviously country cup meetings on the weekend. Uh, so that's just adding more value to the service as well. Uh, look, as, you, as I've said many times before, it's dirt cheap, certainly won't make a big hole in your bank. Uh, it's only $6 a week to sign up. Uh, or if you sign up for the whole year, it's 159 which works out to only be around $3 a week. So we'll have all the action from Caulfield covered on Saturday, the races that we've previewed here in more depth, as well as plenty of other races on the program. It looks a fantastic betting meeting. Uh, go to puntingbarons.com.au and check it all out. That's the website. Jump on board. Become a Baron today. Hopefully some more winners on the board for us this weekend on a great day of racing. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program and hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. Looking forward to the weekend, James. Have a good one, mate. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.